Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of AV Insider. As always, I'm your host, Johnny Moda. And of course, AV Insider can be found on the Rave Radio tab at ravepubs.com. Uh, Rave Pubs obviously has their own Rave Radio network, where my show, AV Insider, amongst others, all have their own flavors and styles and things like that. Today, you found mine. If you're a listener, you know that I love audio, technology, art, and things like of that nature. Typically, the show is about AV. And today's not necessarily any different. I do have a special guest, and well, let's have a special guest talk about everything that is the company we're about to talk about and himself, Jason Evans. Jason, thank you for taking the time to just even grace the air with your presence. <laughs> well, hey, I'm, I'm glad to be here with you, uh, Johnny, and uh, share share whatever I can about uh, some some cool things we have going on at uh, at Legrand and of course on Q and Nuvo products. I know yeah. we're going to be talking about on Q tonight, so let's focus on that. Sure. Uh, very cool. I like cool things. I'm sure other people do. So let's share that. And that being said, your official role with Legrand is, or Legrand, depending where you are in the country. Yeah. You, you are the product manager for on Q and Nuvo, correct? Or yeah, for on Q and Nuvo related, as far as audio products, you know, we, okay. on Q has quite a large offering, uh, you know, of products. So I, I focus primarily on our audio related product. Okay. So before we discuss all on cue things, I'd like to get a little background on the, the guests that being you today. Yeah. Just a little bit on your background, how you got into the industry, how you got to on cue. And maybe this is your first job ever. I'm unsure, but I'd love to hear the story of how you got to where you are today. You know, d- definitely not my first job ever. Um, I, I, I kind of have a little bit of a storied background. My, my formal education uh, was actually that of a, an illustrious uh, bachelor's in arts degree. Uh, I actually have a bachelor's in, in Spanish and uh, went on to further my education with a master's in business and, and then shortly found out that I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do with my life. <clears throat> so I ended up actually getting into the, into the AV industry uh, working pretty much as an operations guy um, for a small integrator in Arizona, which is where I'm from. And uh, after a few years of doing that, I thought, you know, this this is pretty cool. I like this. I like. I've always liked uh, audio in particular. I was I was that kid that was, you know, tearing apart my dad's audio system in the basement and trying to put it back together and and figure out you know, how to make it sound better than, than it sounded when he had it hooked up. Yeah. And uh, so a- after a short time, I ended up opening up my own uh, firm in, in Arizona. We focused primarily on the uh, custom integration channel uh, of the business. So we, we did, you know, everything from your basic, uh, you know, structured wiring in homes uh, all the way through, you know, large and in sophisticated, you know, integrated home systems, including audio, video, surveillance, security, uh, even central vacuum. Um, so I, I did that until uh, the end of 2013. And uh, I decided at that point in time that I kind of wanted a different set of challenges for myself. And, and I'd always had that in mind that I wanted to go and, and work on the manufacturer side of things. So uh, I took a short hiatus from the business, helped my wife with her real estate business a bit, and then actually went like the complete opposite way uh, and worked for ADT Security Services as an operations manager. So went from doing low volume, you know, custom residential homes to uh, about a thousand installs a month wow. uh, out of our, out of the office there in, in Arizona. And uh and, and really enjoyed that, enjoyed seeing that experience and enjoyed having that experience and seeing an, uh, an, uh, another side of this, this business that we're in. Um, but again, always had the aspiration of being and working with a manufacturer. So uh, I actually just started working with uh, Legrand in, uh, in January of uh, 2016. Okay. And I've, I've, uh, I've been, um, blessed enough to, to be on, on the training side of things, which is actually part of the sales uh, program and, and now working in the, uh, in the product management side of the business as well. Very cool. Um, 
you sound like you had a good childhood where you were probably you probably were successful taking apart those speakers and amplifiers and making them sound better. Whereas I, when I do that, I basically just void warranties and nobody wants it. <laughs> but it's still fun yeah, to take things apart. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I also liked uh, a couple of times. I think I played with twelve volt audio in the uh, you know Ford Econoline uh, van, but uh, that never went as well as the home stuff. My hands were just too big to fit in the dash, and uh, <laughs> I decided early on that twelve volt wasn't the wasn't the route for me. Yeah, uh, I've seen some pretty interesting installs where the twelve volt audio guys or car audio guys worked for some manufacturings and they took those speakers and jammed them all and there's tiny little Honda Civic and it was like the coolest system that I've ever seen for a car. I'm like, yes, I want this. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, you know, before before we had architectural speakers, that's uh, that's really where, where home audio, you know, especially from a built-in solution started out was guys that were brave enough to take, uh, you know, car audio six by nines and, and find a way to mount them in homes. Uh, crazy crazy thought but we've obviously come a long way since then yeah and that brings us up to where you are now at Legrand slash on cue audio specific correct yeah absolutely okay so as the product manager why don't you explain to me and the listeners uh just kind of a your elevator pitch if you will about not necessarily sales side but like what exactly is on cue on their audio offerings what what exactly are we talking about yeah, well, the, the OnCue product offering really distinguishes itself in the fact that it's a, it's a built-in solution. Okay. Um, most of the OnCue product uh, line is, is designed for and meant to be installed during, during new home construction. Okay. Uh, we do have a large sales team that's constantly out there. Uh, you know, dealing either directly with builders and then driving business back down through the installation channel. Yeah. Um, but on cue, I mean, you know, the, the term on cue is almost synonymous with, uh, you know, those structured wiring enclosures that we're all familiar with. But over the last, you know, half dozen years or, or even more than that, really, on cue as a, as a product line under the Legrand umbrella, has really uh, changed, of course, and, and adapted to adding, uh, you know, technology-based products. Uh, for example, under under my purview, um, you know, OnCue has a, a digital audio platform that's a built-in uh, audio platform uh, with streaming services like Pandora, Napster, uh, Spotify, SiriusXM, etc. So we still have all of those infrastructure products and OnCue will always be known uh, in that space, um, mm -hmm. but we're, we're growing and adapting. The, the OnCue product line in, in terms of audio, are these uh, rack mounted solutions or something that's just sit on a shelf or well, how does that work? So yeah, great question. So OnCue being that our roots are in that structured wiring enclosure, those audio products are actually enclosure based so uh, they're meant to be mounted in a structured wiring enclosure. It doesn't necessarily have to be ours, but most structured wiring enclosures that have been built uh, have, have mimicked our, our pattern as far as the, the whole pattern for mounting these devices in the enclosure. So they'll, they'll go in just about any enclosure. So structured wiring centric solutions with, uh, with local room control. Um, that allows the user to also, of course, interface with that audio system through, a, through an app for your iOS or Android devices. All right, let's take it just a few steps backwards. Um, All right. Well, everything you just said was great, but what I'd like to do is sort of break, break it down in the most simplified version for maybe a homeowner, an architect, or someone that's not in the AV industry, right? So we talked okay. about structured cabling, structured panels, uh, rack-mounted audio equipment that goes in a rack, or uh, you know, in, inside the enclosure. So for a typical homeowner, by now they've they've heard of maybe some of those things. They've probably heard of um, distributed audio, maybe, um, maybe, right? Um, they've heard of you know some sort of some sort of control system. They've at least heard that. But the term structured cabling or structured um, panels, right, or centralized mm -hmm. panels, maybe some terms that are new as we just said it to them. Like, they're like, well, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so on the grand 
Legrand side of things, what does that mean to you? What exactly, what is a, uh, a structured panel or structured set, a structured cable rather? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, I think the easiest way to talk about it is to compare it maybe to what our homeowners are, are definitely used to seeing, which is to having an electrical panel in their home. Okay. Uh, we're all familiar with that. It's, it's the place where your, your, your electrical wiring comes to and then gets distributed out through the home to your outlets, your switches, your lights, et cetera. Okay. Um, an electrical, a structured wiring panel or a structured cabling panel it is similar. So uh, rather, than, rather than handling, of course, line voltage for electrical loads, uh, we're handling low voltage and distributing uh, you know, telephone uh, communications in the home, which obviously that's become less and less important as we've gone to mobile devices. But we still have to distribute uh, cable TV or satellite TV signals, uh, definitely network. Uh, we all love Wi-Fi, but there's nothing better than a hardline connection to, uh, to a TV or a PC in the house, and especially with the, the high, high bandwidth requirements now. Right. Um, so those Wi-Fi devices that you just mentioned, they all need to be hardwired as well. And without that dedicated, solid, robust network, they're not going to do anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 4K TV is here to stay. 8K is on its way, right? I mean, entertainment is is going to more and more IP internet protocol-based solutions. Uh, you know, yeah. again, try not to get too complex here, but you know, we 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 get our content, uh, so much of our content, whether it's audio or video now, from the internet. So having that structured cabling in the home. Uh, means a lot and it means just better more reliable uh, data communications in the home and a lot of that same data cabling that's been used in the past only for data uh, we can use for other things we can use it obviously uh, for audio solutions which is what we do for example with the on digital audio platform so we use you know, people have heard of category 5 cable right we use that and we use standard you know, audio cable for distributing audio through a home, mm -hmm. uh, which is fantastic. And then having that infrastructure in there for your wired and wireless network. Now you can obviously interface with it and use the, the, the app on your mobile device. Okay. So moving forward, we can get a little more technical. Like I, I kind of just wanted to describe exactly, you know, what centralized means, uh, structure cables and things like that. Sure. Most people in our industry obviously get it, like yourself, your integrator, day in, day out, a thousand installs a day. It's, it's, it's simple. To the, to the homeowner, to some architects, to some designers, they may or may not be familiar with those terms. So it's good to start off stating that it's a very similar panel to electrical panel, centralized possibly, and then distributing data, audio, you know, and, and other wire to get your products, in this case, on cue throughout the home. Right. So that being said, it's probably safe to say that OnQ is a full system. Obviously, it's more, your, your area is audio specific, but OnQ itself as a system is far beyond audio, correct? Yeah, definitely. Um, you're right in that I handle primarily our audio line, but uh, we, have, we, have, uh, we have a lighting control platform with RF lighting devices, which is actually requires no new wiring in the house. So it's very easy to retrofit into any existing home. Um, and, uh, and we have, we have a home automation platform called Intuity, which actually takes, takes our, our most popular systems. So audio, uh, lighting, even our intercom platform, and, and combines them with some really cool third-party solutions like, you know, Wi-Fi thermostats or Z-Wave door locks or maybe a garage door controller. So Intuity takes all of those platforms and, and it would, individually they're cool and they operate well and just fine individually, but it takes them all and brings them together so that you can, you can drive some activities um, and customize activities based on, you know, homeowners' wants and needs. Um, so whether that's, uh, you know, an activity that says, hey, when I, 
you know, when I arm my security system at night, I want you to shut down the lights, turn off the audio and lock the doors. Um, we, we definitely, you know, Legrand is, is a, is a, is a, is a company offers a lot of products underneath that on cue umbrella yeah. that, that allow you to do that along with some third party devices. Okay. Now let's, let's talk on cue audio. Sure. Give me the basics of what the basic set of components it would require to do a simple on cue audio system. Okay. Yeah. So the, the on cue audio system is, is actually very easy to install. Again, we, we leverage the, the basic cabling of a, of a home structured wiring system. So again, inexpensive cabling category yeah. five cable, uh, 16 gauge, you know, 18 gauge audio cable, but the, the basic components consist of, uh, in the enclosure, again, enclosure base. So all this stuff is going to be, you know, nicely tucked away in, a, in an enclosure. You know, you don't have to worry about finding cabinet space or somewhere in the house to stick it because it's going to go in an enclosure, just like that electrical panel. Yeah. But they're going to be, uh, the main audio distribution module, which basically is the interface for the system to to interface the the keypads together. So we've got the audio distribution module. We have then we have streaming modules, and those streaming modules can provide streaming content to the system. So okay. that's your you know your Pandora, your Spotify, SiriusXM, TuneIn, or even just directly streaming music that you have on your mobile device. So if you've got a bunch of uh, music on your Android device or you've got a bunch of music on your Apple device, you can direct stream it. Really, I think, you know, as much as we all love apps and app-based control is, is cool and we kind of expect to be able to control an audio system or home automation system from an app, where we what we where we have I think an advantage with the on cue digital audio is that every room in the house has a a keypad and that keypad in the home is the digital amplifier it is the volume control it's the power on and off and it also allows you to select from two favorites that can be stored directly on the keypad um, simple, you know, single gang Decora device pretty much looks like, uh, you know, what you might consider a Decora switch, except of course it's not a switch. It has several buttons on it. Um, but the beauty of that is, you know, like I have it in my home and when I get up in the morning and I walk into my master bathroom, I can simply select my favorite to listen to and recall that favorite. Uh, without having to go search for my phone and, and open it up and, and browse to an app and, and manipulate the system through the app. I have that option, of course. Sure. But, uh, it's, it's great to be able to, with a single button press, launch my favorite and be listening to the morning news. My wife can come into the bathroom, and of course, she always, uh, she's the queen, so she'll override me and she'll hit that favorite button twice and launch her favorite and, you know, listen to her podcast or whatever she wants to listen to in the morning. Um, so again, app-based control all the way, um, but of course I can have my favorites. And we can expand that system up to a full 16 zones. Um, and I got to tell you, uh, 16 zones is a lot of zones of audio. We, we actually see on average that most homes are, you know, somewhere between like three and four zones. But you, you get some larger homes where they've got – they, they want to put audio in, in every secondary bedroom and, and they want to have audio at the, you know, in the garage and at the front courtyard and at the back patio and at the master patio or wherever it might be. So you can make a, a large system out of it for sure. Okay. So stopping there, I'd like to de define the word zone or zones. And to okay. my knowledge, unless we're speaking about something differently, zones when, when referring to audio zones, yeah, typically an area of audio controlled independently of the other zone, correct? It's not like you have 16 zones all at once playing the same thing. That would just be one, one zone or one area or multiple areas controlling the same. Uh, let's say it's Michael Bolton radio all, you know, or whatever you listen to Justin Bieber. I don't know. I, right. I'm, you know, Justin Timberlake, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is. Uh, it's 16 independent rooms or zones that all have their own 
independent audio control up and down different stations independent of the other 15 correct yeah so absolutely 16 independent zones the 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 on cue digital audio system in and of itself is capable of having uh four global sources into it. So those could be four streaming sources. So I'm, I'm only limited by, by that factor. However, each individual zone could also have its own local sources. So, so you could have, uh, you know, four global sources. So I could have four different Pandora streams playing in four different independent areas of the home simultaneously. But let's say Susie in her bedroom simply wants to stream, you know, Bluetooth audio into a local source. Uh, she could do that as well with a local source input in her room. Okay. So very, very flexible. Or you could take that local source and have it connected to, you know, the audio output from a TV or a gaming console or heck, an 8-track player, right? So yeah. lot, lots of options um, for the system. But from a global perspective, uh, we can have four four global sources um, that can be used anywhere in the home simultaneously, independently. Uh, you know, you can do a party mode and group zones together, so you're listening to the same thing in those zones. Or, you know, again, you know, mom wants to listen to the news when she wakes up in the morning and dad's out drinking his coffee and he turns on, you know, uh, sports radio or something. So let me ask you this, uh, doing, not necessarily global, grouping zones together, right? Let's say I had the full capacity of an on-cue digital audio system. I have 16 uh, keypads for each of my 16 rooms because I'm so fancy in my home and I have that. Yeah. Um, physical single gang amplified keypads, correct, right? Yeah. In, in each room. Would, yeah. I be, would I be able to go to each room and group them from the keypad? Or is it something that can only be done through the app, or is it both? Great question. Yeah. So if the zone is on, mm -hmm. um, from so let's say all sixteen of your zones were turned on already, uh, and you wanted all sixteen of those zones to play the same thing, I could go to any keypad, and I could press and hold the source button, and and cause all keypads in the home to migrate immediately to that source. I could do the same thing with the mute button, right? If, if I go up to the mute button on the keypad, if I just tap it, it mutes that zone only. But if I press and hold it, it'll actually mute all of the zones that are active. Same thing, a press and hold again would unmute all of those zones that had previously been active. Um, so you do have what we call some whole house uh, capability from mm -hmm. each keypad, but not so much that you know, from a keypad, I can, uh, you know, turn on audio in another zone. If, if, if I, if I want to manipulate all zones, you know, I'm going to launch the app and yeah. of course, you know, from there be able to select what I want to listen to in each zone, at distinct volume levels, etc. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the music options that come with the OnCue digital audio system. You mentioned, okay. Pan you mentioned Pandora. Um, mm. It, they're, I'm, I'm guessing, Spotify at a minimum. Uh, yeah, so, so we, we support natively uh, uh, Pandora, um, Deezer, SiriusXM, TuneIn, iHeart, yep. Nap Napster, which of course used to be Rhapsody and they've rebranded it to be Napster. Uh, we work through Spotify Connect, uh, which is very similar to many out there. Basically, when you launch the Spotify app, uh, it'll show all of your on-cue digital audio zones in the house. So you okay. can say, oh, I'm listening to Michael Jackson, and I want to, you know, you, you launch the Spotify Connect, or you launch the Spotify app, you select what zone you want it to play in in the home. Yeah. Um, and then in addition to that, I mentioned direct stream. So you can, any music you have on your device, uh, you can direct stream to the system. And then because, you know, it, it's tough to keep up with every streaming service out there in the marketplace. Yeah. So we also offer a, a little Bluetooth dongle that can plug into any, any local or global uh, source input. And, and that way, you know, if it's plugged into a global source input, you can have Bluetooth connectivity that would work throughout the entire house if that 
that Bluetooth uh, piece is plugged into a local source. It would be available in the local room. But, uh, you know, so I know there's plenty of people that, for example, um, you know, will use Bluetooth because maybe they're using, um, uh, you know, some music streaming services that we don't natively, natively support at this time. Okay. Um, so, the, you know, the other thing people will do, uh, we, we found this, of course, more and more popular is they'll use a, a local or a, and I should clarify. So when I say local or global source, so we really have three ways of getting audio into the system. We have our, our streaming module, and that's just back in the enclosure, the structured wiring enclosure. Got it. That just That's what gives you the ability to stream any streaming services. Right. Hardwired to the internet, right? Hardwired to the internet. Yeah. Hardwired to the internet. You have three. That's that's option one. Yep, that's option one. And you can have so you can have four global sources. So if you wanted, you could have four of those in the system and that would max out your input sources. But the other thing you could do is you could put in a global source, uh, which basically uh again looks like a uh, a decora device goes on the wall. Yeah. Um and, and that global source has a three and a half millimeter, you know, headphone like jack input. Uh, or you can plug our Bluetooth module into it, or you can have both, right? You don't have to have one or the other. But so anything you plug into that with three and a half millimeter is, is going to be globally available throughout the entire home. Through all so, 16 example, zone capacity? What's that? Through uh, Up to all 16 zone capacity? Up to all the zones, right. Okay. So, for example, I know what some people will do is they're, they're really in love with their Echo Dot. or yep. their, you know, So they'll take their Echo Dot, and either through Bluetooth or through the three and a half millimeter cable, uh, you know, connectivity, they'll, they'll plug it in and, and use that, use their Echo Dot as a global source yeah. for the entire system. Yeah. Um, so lot, lots of options for being able to get, you know, audio in and, and through the system. The, um, so that's your, that's your global streaming source, your global source that's either three and a half millimeter and or uh, Bluetooth, the local source is a device looks almost identical to the to the global source. Again, Decora device goes in the wall. Yep. But it wires directly to the keypad in the okay. room. Yeah. You don't have to wire it all the way back to the structure wiring enclosure, and and that's why it's local only. So that means that it's you know again great for kids' bedrooms and stuff because. You know, Susie, Johnny, right? They can have a local source in their room. In fact, you can have up to four local sources off of a single keypad. Okay. And that way, whatever they're playing in the local source is just available in their room, right? Yeah. They're not going to disturb you throughout the entire house. So, again, local sources could be, you know, whatever you want. Three and a half millimeter connectivity on it. So, gaming console, you can plug the Bluetooth dongle into it you know, you name it. And, yeah. and it's just an analog source input for that local zone. Okay. Um, now looking at all the devices, what I really like about it, it is the fact that they are decor framing, which is great because that's, yeah. typi that's typically in the newer homes in the last, I don't know, five to seven years, whatever that's kind of been the standard or more. There are still some people that have the old toggle style look of devices, not in audio, but in general that really, really like that and think that's new. It's not. Yeah. So the fact that a manufacturer on the audio side is conforming as much as possible to the the Decora framing in a single gang box is great because that's what I you know as an integrator that's what you work with, right? You got to build you got to build off what's probably going to be in in the switchgate plate uh, switchgate uh, boxes and things like that and put it next to that if that's the yeah. way to go. It's pretty it's pretty nice that that's what you have and I like the look of your keypad. Uh, one because it's decor, and then you, you do get some pause, play, skip features, and, and a couple favorites, which I really do like. the The device itself, what I was unaware of, was its own amplified um, an amplifier in a keypad, which is great. But you still have to, unless I'm wrong, you still have to power uh, through like a PoE device, correct? Power over Ethernet. So when we uh, when when the, when the device is wired, there's two wires that go to it. So you've got your standard Category Five cable. A lot of guys are just using Cat Six. We don't need it, but they'll use Cat Five. That actually carries the digital audio signal from the okay. structured wiring enclosure to the keypad. And then at a minimum, we we require two at a either a 16-2 or an 18-2 P 
conductor cable, and that's power for it. Um, so okay. you need just just those two cables, and then the the keypad itself is a is a class D, you know, high efficiency digital amplifier. And we actually offer two versions of it. So the standard version is a is a twenty watt version, so meaning two by ten, which you know, I know some people, I've had some people say, well, man, 10 watts of power, that's not much. It's not. And I say, really? <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, it, it's really quite a bit of power. In fact, I mean, I've got just a standard keypad from my back patio with two of our outdoor speakers, and you can't sit out there and just have a conversation with that thing turned up all the way. I mean, we drive our neighbors nuts. Sounds great, but we also offer a, a high-power version um, of that same of that same keypad, <clears throat> which is basically a, a, a um, it's called the AU seventy fifty. So it's actually a, a fifty watt or I'm sorry sixty watt amplified keypad. So it's it's substantially uh, more power, and uh, and and you know for those areas where you know you've got a lot of open space, you've got some some decent speakers to handle it. Um, and it's going to, of course, give you, uh, you know, a lot more amplification um, than, than you would need in, you know, a standard, standard area of the home. Okay. That's, that's, um, it's nice because I, I'm probably one of those guys that's, oh, I need more power to my speakers. I want, you know, anywhere from 60 to 80 to 100 watts, of, you know, a zone um, or, or more. It just depends, again, depending on the quality of speaker and the, and the power requirements to that speaker, I, tip, I would want more power as well. And yeah, I mean, typically, you know, what, what I've always told guys, you know, and, and I, just to be clear, I don't know if I said 50 or 60, I'm getting all excited. 60 watts. Both. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, typically what I tell guys is, look, if you're going to use the AU7050, um, you know, put a decent pair of eight inch, you know, architectural speakers behind it or, 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 you know, a really good exterior speaker, you know, with a good six and a half inch or bigger driver that can, can really handle that that power because it's there i mean it's 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 a it's a it's a contender and it has a lot of power and and it deserves to have some some good speakers behind it okay noted uh, a question about the keypad itself you mentioned 18 gauge as low as low as 18 but recommend 16 or as low as 16 to 18 is what you're saying either way yeah, I mean, 18.2 would be the minimum we'd recommend. Okay. Um, kind of the standard, um, you know, across the industry is we like to make sure that when we're recommending wiring options for a home, that we're leaving options for the future. Um, so the, the Cedia ANSI, I think it's the 1030A standard, suggests a 16.4 and a CAT5. Now, we don't need four conductors. Uh, we only need two. We just need to be able to power that keypad, you know, using the, the two conductors out of that 16-4. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, but if you're, you know, if you're wiring it according it to the according to the uh, the the industry standard, 16-4 Cat5 minimum 18-2 Cat5. So what I was going to say was that I, while I'm aware that that is a standard, I've always been kind of different i guess here on the west coast because i you know a lot of the, my friends on the east coast they're like oh we're 16 2 all day i'm like oh wow i and the and the, some of the teams i worked out here i've all been using 14 2 or 14 4 and the biggest yeah. the biggest problem that i've come across is not being able to get that size diameter wire in the back of uh, some devices there's just not enough room now right. just jamming it in there and making a, a poor installation so no um i guess do you know if can I fit 14.2 in the back of, of that keypad? You know, it has a remo removable uh, Phoenix connector on it, but it really, 16, 16 gauge is as large as it would take. And keep in mind, we're not delivering audio over that 16 gauge. We're just delivering 24-volt DC power. Um, the, all the, the digital audio is all being brought over the Cat5 cable. Got it. Uh, so, you know, we can go... Um, we can go, you know, standard cat five cable lengths, 330 odd feet um, without having any, any issues at all. And, and what that means is that we're not getting any degradation in, in the audio signal or, or loss of, of wattage or signal loss, you know, because we're, we're not sending an amplified signal over the category cable or over that 16 two or, or, or 18 two. 
we're not we're not amplifying the audio until it hits the keypad. So at that point is where that class D amplifier goes to work, amplifies the audio, and it's a much shorter audio run. At that point, you're just going straight from there to your speakers. So okay. again, you know, 10 watts of power, while that doesn't sound much for a speaker, it, it's plenty of power when you only have to go, you know, maybe, you know, 20 to 40 feet, you know, with audio cable from that keypad. Okay. So we've discussed kind of the parts and pieces of, the, of an on-cue digital audio system, right? Yeah. We've discussed what, where it goes back to a structured or centralized panel with structured cabling. Yeah. We've discussed kind of the experience of what you get, uh, some global or party mode, if you will, uh, yeah. audio up to 16 zones, devices for four inputs or a maximize of four of those that could have four inputs, correct? Yeah, four global take, sources, yeah. So up to, what is that, uh, four, eight, 16? Uh, well, four, so four global sources that can be used throughout the entire project, and then any room can have an additional four local sources. Ah, so okay. yeah, you could have like, you know, basically per room, you could say, well, I've got my four global choices and I could have four local choices as well. Okay, which is a lot, by the way, that's a lot. Yeah, that's no, that's no small feat, and that's actually great that you give that much capability. I mean, I, I've seen people once you give them the idea that you can, you know, the fact that you can do up to sixteen zones of audio independent of each other, like whoa, and then they max right. it out, and they're like, I need more. I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> okay, maybe we need to group some rooms together or something. Um, we've discussed kind of the basis of the audio system. You can do it via the app. You can do it uh, keypads. Bad, yeah. And and then from there, are there any other parts and pieces that we haven't really discussed? I think that's kind of the, the basics of an on-cue audio system. Oh, that's right. There is, to my knowledge, there is another on-cue audio system, correct? It's not just the, the digital audio system. There's the Lyric? So Lyric is the, the older platform okay. that has been, has been, we've migrated and upgraded to the digital audio platform. Ah, so okay. Lyric was uh, was the go-to in the OnCue uh, audio product offering, but it was an analog platform uh, really based on um, A-Bus technology, uh, which has been around for a long time. Good old A-Bus. I miss you. <laughs> yeah, you miss A-Bus. Huh? So, you know, d distributing analog audio in, in power over a single Cat5. And, and that was a little bit of a limiting factor, right? I mean... You know, for example, those A-Bus keypads that we had, I think the standard one was, uh, you know, 7 watts a speaker, the high-power one, if I remember right, was maybe 25 watts or so something like that, but m much less. And, and, you know, you can see when we got away from having to worry about delivering, uh, you know, power over that Cat5, we, we really opened up the, the capability of the, of the system. Um, and, and allowed for, you know, those higher power keypads, um, a much more sophisticated app-based control platform, yeah. and, and really a digital audio path. And so there, again, you know, we're, we're not, you know, A-Bus could be susceptible to RF interference from, uh, you know, just from electrical cabling in the home. If the Cat5 was run too close to electrical cabling uh, while the home was being built, and, and while that could still happen, uh, you know, with digital audio, definitely we've mitigated that due to the fact that it's it's a digital audio path throughout the whole system. Okay. So it sounds like Lyric is probably coming to what would be referred to as the sort of end of life. It's end of life. It, it definitely is. Um, you know, we've got real limited quantities, you know, left in our in our warehouses, mostly for you know, repair issues and, and uh, keeping, you know, available systems up and going. But uh, we're, we definitely, you know, encourage, you know, anybody who's currently seeking to do, you know, whole home audio with the OnCue platform to, get, to look at the digital audio product. Okay. What is your favorite thing, like your one favorite thing about the, the digital audio product from OnCue? <laughs> My one favorite thing is that my wife enjoys using it and that she uses it and that she knows how to use it and I don't have to show her how to use it every day. Um, it really is uh, a very intuitive system to use. Um, you know, even down to the fact where, um, 
you know, let's take one thing, you know, you would think, oh my gosh, well, setting, setting the favorites, that's got to be really hard. If I want to set a favorite on a keypad, how do I do that? Yeah. Well, I remember as a kid growing up, my, my aunt Carol had a, a Chevy Chevette. You remember those things? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's just me. I'm dating myself, but it had this stereo in there and the stereo didn't sit horizontally. It actually sat vertically in the dash. And if you wanted to set a favorite on those stereos, you had to, you had to pull out the, pull out the, the, uh, the, the, the plunger you wanted to set the favorite on and then push it in and it would set the favorite. And it, it was something most people knew how to do. Well, it's, it's like almost identical with our digital audio platform, right? So if you want to set a favorite on a keypad, you launch the app, you tune it to your, your station, you know, you set it to your Pandora station and the volume you want, and then you go to the keypad and you press and hold the F1 button until yeah. it flashes and your favorite's stored. And if you want to store a, f- a second favorite, you press release and you press and hold, it stores your second favorite. And again, I mean, that was something I showed my wife once. And, you know, my, my wife, love her, to, love her to death. She's not super technical, right? Whenever there's something wrong with her computer, I'm the guy who has to fix it. But even she can do that. So th- that's really what I like most is how intuitive it is for most people to, to use. And it doesn't take, you know, a, a bunch of uh, engineering effort to understand how to use it. Not only that, but for... For, for our guys that are out there installing the product, I always tell them, look, guys, the hardest thing you're going to have to do when you install this product is terminate your RJ45 ends. That's that connector right on the end of your Cat5 cable. Yep. That's the hardest thing because once it's all terminated and plugged in and, and put together, you, you know, you, you connect your device to the Wi-Fi network, you launch the app, and it walks you through configuration. Um, so it just makes it super simple for the installation team, uh, you know, for the installer doing the work. It makes it super simple yeah. for the homeowner to use. And even when a house uh, turns over to a new homeowner, they, they sell the home, <clears throat> you know, new homeowner walks in, all they're going to need to do is connect to their new Wi-Fi network that they put in, which hopefully the previous homeowner changed their password or whatever, you know, and they they connect and they're going to then, you know, put in their Pandora account information and all that. So, yeah, it's just a very user friendly system for both the, the homeowner and for the for the, the company that's doing the installation. Do the Chevette people at Chevy know that you're stealing their proprietary <laughs> favorite, <laughs> favorite scene? <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't know. I, I just remember thinking that's, that's just the weirdest thing that that stereo is vertical, but that's how they were. And I don't I think the numbers were still well, anyway, but uh, it, it's, it's what I, that's what I liken it to is setting the uh, favorites in a Chevy Chevette. <laughs> hey, if it works, it, I mean, stay, stick with it. The only difference is you don't have to pull out a button and press it in. You just press the button, you know, I think maybe it'll be on the next generation run around. I don't know. Maybe, right? maybe I think things are always changing. <laughs> Sometimes uh, simpler is better, right? Well, speaking of changing, uh, what's next for the comp- What's next for OnQ Audio? That's since this is your era. What's what's if there's anything new that we haven't covered? What's next? If you can give us some some yeah. details exactly of what's coming up, or maybe well, that's a great that's a great question. You know, I think probably one of the most exciting things we have coming out very shortly here, uh, a little bit of a preview, is is a is a collaboration, um, and I hope they don't kill me for saying this. They shouldn't. <laughs> there's plenty of beta testers out there who already know about this. But um, Alarm.com is, has actually collaborated with us and the OnQ digital audio platform is, is going to be capable uh, of integrating with the Alarm.com uh, app. Cool. So, uh, so not only will you know, the, the homeowner who has Alarm.com have their cameras and their thermostats and their security system and their door locks and all that, but they'll actually be <clears throat> what alarm.com refers to as a, as an audio card in the app. And so now they'll be able to use, uh, <clears throat> they'll be able to set scenes within their alarm.com system, which also include audio. So yeah, they cool. could set a wake up scene, a good night scene, a, Hey, I'm home scene, yeah, you know, et cetera. Um, you know, that, that's probably about, in fact, I had a conversation with them today. They're, they're, planning on launching it externally around the December 8th time frame. That's why I'm not nervous about saying it. And like I said, I know we have enough uh, and they have enough people out there beta testing already. 
Um, so that's coming very shortly and, and definitely extends the capabilities of the system and in integrating with third party, uh, you know, company like, uh, like alarm.com. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're constantly looking at new streaming services, um, and seeing, seeing what's feasible to add again, it's, it's a, it, it's a, it, it's kind of a, uh, it's a tough battle. Streaming services kind of pop up here and there and, and there's a gajillion of them. We try to add the ones that are most, most popular. Um, okay. So we're looking at that. I think probably the next one we're looking at adding is, uh, is going to be title uh, into the mix. Whoop, um, whoop. That's my favorite. That's the one I subscribe to. Favorite. Yep. You know, and I wish I could give you a time frame. Our backlog of engineering projects seems to grow longer every day. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, we're, we're exploring, um, we're exploring voice control. Um, you know, at first would probably be with the uh, Amazon, you know, uh, Echo platform, of course, with the Alexa dots and such. Yeah. Or Echo dots, I should say. Um, you know, that that I think will come um, with with due time. Uh, we again backlog of pro- backlog of projects. Um, something we definitely want to incorporate. Don't have an exact time frame for you, but. We, we do recognize the need to incorporate some voice control into this platform, and, and we'll get to that too. That seems to be a big push for, for voice control over the last mm, year and a half or so. And it, surprisingly, it it's, it's, it's grown very rapidly. Yeah, and, you know, and, we're, and we're trying to learn from others' mistakes before we, uh, before we do anything. We're, we're finding that uh, while voice control is, is, is really cool for some things, um, for audio, it's, it's a, it's a real challenge because, uh, you know, other than being able to say something like, Hey, Alexa, play me some jazz music. You know, you, if you want specifics, you got to get specific. And, yeah. uh, and sometimes with audio that that's tough. It's tough to always remember, you know, who the artist was and what the album title was and what the song title was or, or such. So, um, audio control, uh, through voice recognition is, is, uh, is definitely a challenge, and I think that we're we're trying to learn from other people's mistakes so we don't make the same same ones. I would say partner with Google because they've got a pretty good voice recognition program going on. I, I use both Alexa and Google Home, and uh, looking at some other ones that are out there, but those yeah. are the two I, that I use daily, and they've done pretty good jobs. They have their yeah, ups and downs. Google, Google's got a great device. I've got both in my my home as well. And uh, I, I tend to think that Google assistant's a little bit faster to respond, but uh, yeah. Amazon's done a fantastic job with the uh, Echo platform. That's for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I'd be excited to see how that goes. Um, you know, I'm sure it's another, another thing in, in the pile of engineering that's got to get done eventually. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Just, just like adding streaming platforms and, and other music sources and, and other, other add-ons, other colors, devices, you know, amplifiers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You name it, the list goes on. Yeah. So that being said, I think that's a great overview of the company, of you, what's coming, and, and all the things that we've already thought about that, yeah, it's, it's coming. It's, it's in the list of things that we're, we're going to get to. But for now, this is where we're at. Yeah. So for people that are interested and learning more about OnQ Audio, or even OnQ in general, uh, what's the best place to reach out or, or even go to, to learn more? Yeah, you know, the, the best place, of course, is going to be the web. Uh, you know, you can just go to Legrand, L-E-G-R-A-N-D, and it is Legrand, you know. I don't know, we can say Legrand, but they'll kill me if I do. Yeah, so Legrand, Legrand.us. Okay. Uh, when, you, when you go to Legrand.us, you're going to want to navigate through to the product section and then the one that says audio video it's actually the the first one under the residential product list so once you go into there you look under our multi-room audio systems and you'll find the on cue digital audio platform uh, there so a couple of clicks through legrand's a large company and there's a lot of products that we offer um, so many products it takes a little, I, takes a little bit of digging so many products and i i used to be a dealer of of most of them not all most there's a long yeah. list. Uh, now I'm on the distributor side and I distribute most of them, not all of them. Um, that being said, uh, oh, one more quick question. It, sure. It's about the business model. So are you a distribution or direct to dealer or like a hybrid of both? 
So on the on queue side of the business, most most of the products are sold through distribution. Okay. Um, that that's really been the the model all along. I do know that there's a few uh, a, a few accounts which are you know are, are direct um, due to the the size of the account and the, the the really the fact that through distribution for those just it isn't an account that that could be taken care of well. But the majority of it is through through your local distribution partners, and that could be, you know, ADI or Triad or uh, you know a number of various distribution partners across the uh, across the U.S. Got it. Um, global company Legrand is because they're they're huge. They're like I said, there's so many products. Yeah, uh, we've talked about OnQ digital audio system today. And as you mentioned, OnQ obviously incorporates more. There's a control system. I think there's intercom. There, there's a lot of stuff that aside just the audio. So we're, we focus really on, on the audio system today because, well, number one, that's that's your area. And yeah. Number two, I, I really wanted to break down the kind of the 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 basic, the basics of any given on cue system, right? In terms of audio yeah. and w- and what that even means, right? It could be a single room. It could be up to sixteen rooms or zones. Yeah. yeah. It yep. could be, it's, it is very easy to do. It is very, I would like to say, architecturally friendly. It fits in single gang decor devices. You can stack it up to switches so you don't have to worry about not matching. I think there are several different finishes that it, the keypads will come in. So if you're, you're trying to match, you know, some of the other colors out there, I don't know if you offer custom colors, but I'm thinking no based on what you're getting out of it. No, no custom colors. We do uh, white light almond and, a, and also a color called, or I'm sorry, yeah, light almond. I always get confused. White light almond and, and, and a color called nickel. Nickel. Um, and those are the three, uh, the three, the three that we do within the digital audio platform. Of course, uh, to be honest, most uh, the most popular course is, is white. Uh, light almonds gaining some 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 uh, traction, but nickel is kind of a cool color. Um, it's definitely a designer choice uh and and we see those going into rooms where the walls are you know painted a a darker color maybe an earth tone or something like that so nice yeah, choice that's cool I, I i i don't think i've seen i don't think i've seen too many other devices in my time that they came in a nickel finish <clears throat> but being that is legrand and and coming from <laughs> uh vantage the adorn collection and a few other things kind of it kind of falls in line is being that you can get that through over over there. Yeah, and, and the 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 uh, everything that you'll find in the on queue offering as far as uh, wall plates and colors and devices, it really falls in line with what's called the Radiant Collection. Ah, uh, okay, got so it. So the, the Radiant Collection that's part of that's a, that's a larger Legrand initiative, which incorporates electrical devices, as you mentioned. Yeah. For, for us, it's really important that. Those electrical devices, whether they're above the chair rail, below the chair rail, or you know, you know, slightly higher than the chair rail, you know, like like you'd have with an audio device, of course, um, you know that they match. I mean, it's you know, people aren't as tolerant for hey, this device is is light almond, this one's light almond dish, and this one just simply isn't even close, right? They're they're yeah. building a new home. They, they want it to look like it was meant to be there and not like somebody thought to put it there after the fact. So um, we're, we're really proud of that fact that, you know, and the same applies, even if you took, for example, our, our, uh, our RF lighting device and put it next to a non RF lighting device in the same box uh, on the wall, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Uh, they, they look, they look identical on the front. It's only the, the back end and the, you know the guts of it that end up changing so a, a uniform experience throughout that project got it and i i think that i really like the, the fact that they kind of like cater to like that we have these other brands and we can get these finishes and it, it has a similar look a similar feel sim, similar color so it's not really like it's another product from the ground and it's like this totally different thing it is right. different but it, it's it's still got a lot of similarities and familiarity that i that i like Absolutely. So that being said, that, that kind of takes us to the end of the show and maybe insider here. And if anyone has any questions for you, 
is there a way that they can reach out or should they just go to the website to inquire? Or? I don't mind taking emails at all. Uh, email cool. is pretty straightforward. It's Jason, J-A-S-O-N dot Evans, E-V-A-N-S at Legrand.us. Cool. Um, shoot me an email. I, I probably uh, shouldn't check my email as much as I do. It distracts me. But I, I hate leaving in emails sitting in my inbox, so I try to get to them as quickly as possible, and I don't, I don't mind answering emails. So what if by chance someone listened to this show and they're like, you know what, I'm interested. I, I'd like to learn more about becoming a dealer. Uh, what, what's the best place to reach out for that? Yeah, that, that, the best place for that is definitely on our website. Uh, you know, again, legrand.us. Um, and, and, you know, the other great place um, uh, for, for learning about our becoming a dealer or it, even learning about uh, become, knowing more about our products and just training is what we call our Blue Volt um, training site. Um, and actually, it was all just recently – uh, redone, reskinned. It's got a fresh new look to it. Um, so if they want to go to our, our Blue Volt training site, the address is is slightly different, but I'll, I'll try to try to give that to you as well. It's um, I'm trying to think here. It's Legrand. Or it's oh man, I'm blanking on you, Johnny. <laughs> it's okay. Away from me. I'm in the East Coast. I'm traveling. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, man. Bluevolt.com or uh, Legrand.us or what is it? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go, I got it for you. Go dot bluevolt dot com. Go dot bluevolt dot com forward slash Legrand. Um, so go dot bluevolt dot com forward slash Legrand. And uh, and the great part about that site is you can they can create an account. So dealer can create an account, log in. And there's a, a full suite of training around, uh, you know, on-cue product, Nuvo product, you name it. Pretty much everything that, that Legrand uh, offers. And, and that way they can start, you know, kind of getting, getting ahead of the game, learning more about uh, the various products that we offer. Cool. Um, that way when they, you know, when they start buying, they have less, uh, less questions and, and, and more knowledge to, to move forward with. And that once more time, that was go.bluevolt.com forward slash Legrand, correct? That's correct. Go.bluevolt.com forward slash Legrand. Cool. If you are looking to reach out with uh, Legrand's on cue division in more of a social manner, I'm pretty sure you can find them on the Twitters. It's going to be at on underscore home systems. I don't think they're on Facebook, but that's a good place to start if you want to reach out on Twitter. That's if that's what you want to do. I follow them. You should too. Uh, if you want to reach out to me personally on Twitter, it's at jmoda3, pretty much everywhere else, Instagram, every other platform you can think of, probably MySpace. I don't know. You can just Google me. It's <laughs> at J- yeah, right? At jmoda3, <laughs> not Snapchat. That is some other guy. He's an imposter. Don't follow him. It's av underscore insider at Snapchat. Oh, boy. If, if you want to reach out to me personally, you want to talk to me about the show. You want to know more details. You want to be a guest. You want to tell me that you hated the show and you want to give constructive criticism. I'm open to that, but no spam. It's Johnny at ravepubs.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y at ravepubs.com. And once again, listen to other cool rave radio shows on the Rave Radio Network, which is just a tab at ravepubs.com. Scroll over to the Rave Pubs Radio. Check out all the other cool shows. They're are things ranging from the millennials coming new into the fresh into the industry to the, the pros out there that are doing it every day on the manufacturer side there. There are shorter, less, less lengthy ones like I'm doing right now. If that's how you want to get your podcast, whatever you want, whatever your flavor, as long as AV and technology related, you can find it at ravepubs.com and just scroll on over to the rave pubs radio tab. And again, if you want to reach out to me, you have my email, you have my connections, send me whatever you'd like reach out and give me some, give me some input. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to see you. I'd love to speak with you. Let's educate the industry, your friends, your family members, the designers and architects of the world need your help. 
and we want to give it here on AV Insider. So everyone, thank you for listening. My name is Johnny Moto. We'll catch you on the next show. Jason Evans, thank you so much for your time and education. I do greatly appreciate it. I know it is late for you, so I shall bid you adieu for the evening until we meet again. And as OnQ expands and grows and has more products, once you get through that pile of engineering list things to do, I'd love to have you back, and I'd love to have awesome. you talk more about it. So thank you so much. Have a good evening, and we Thank will you. see you on the next one. Everyone, this has been AV Insider.